Yo, is the real truth. We back in here with y'all again, man, showing some love. DJ Rain checking in, man, and um, don't blow in the wind. Have some consistency based on your principles on what you stand for. Free ball, bitch. Okay. Well, got a fresh gem from uh, Young Rain today. So we'll go ahead and get into that Carolina music review. We got Young Maze in Speakers. Name of the song, Real Problems. Shouty say she can suck a dick. I'ma put the bitch to the test. Shouty say she can work a treat. I'ma put the bitch to the test. You a shooter know how to work a stick. I'ma put your ass to the test. I got a big homie that can twerk a brick. So nowadays we chasing chicks. Getting money, that's no problem. Fucking hoes, that's no problem. Rocking shows ain't no problem. This gangsta shit ain't no problem. These niggas know that I'm a problem. So the niggas don't want a problem. Put the loony goons on your ass, nigga. That's what I call a real problem. I ain't negotiating with you bitch, niggas. Enough said, I'm tired of you. Quite frank, I'm sick of your shit. Make me wanna smack fire of you. Young mate, CG, bitch. Five gang, got represent. GDN, that's all I know, but it's BCF to the death, bitch. Free my cutty, Dreet Bell. Free my bro, Raymond Young. Told niggas when they get back, we gon' crank it up for another run. I just went and bought a new gun. Long clip with a hunt done. Let the loonies know it's a green light. Bet Mad Max go dumb, dumb. I can give a fuck who like me. I ain't into impressing niggas. Matter of fact, Next nigga look stupid. I'm a 38 special niggas. We always get the best of niggas. Every nigga on the team a hitter. Catch me posted in the unit, bitch. With big gas stuffed in the swisher. Shout it, say she can suck a dick. I'ma put the bitch to the test. Shout it, say she can work a tree. I'ma put the bitch to the test. You a shooter know how to work a stick. I'ma put your ass to the test. I got a big homie that can twerk a brick. So nowadays we chasing chicks. Getting money, that's no problem. Fucking hoes, that's no problem. Rocking shows ain't no problem. This gang. Shit ain't no problem, these niggas know that I'm a problem So the niggas don't want a problem, put the loony goons on your ass nigga That's what I call a real problem All of my niggas they booty, strapped up we all got the burners Riding around with them loonies, my shooters stay ready to turn up Ay, None of my niggas got patience, turn your ass into a patient This is reality, face it, I'm in love with money, I embrace it Even if I gotta take it, if I fail you then it's gonna be flakery Main thing to do is not panic, one false move I'ma let a nigga have it we young in the restless, blowing big gas that pressure, putting niggas under pressure. I would never let them stress me. I don't think you wanna test me. I summon like Gretzky. Your baby mama so petty. If I wanna cut, she gon' let me. Money flowing like a jet ski. Pussy niggas running like a track me. Shooting bullets at the police. If you working for the 18, shout it, say she can suck a dick. I'ma put the bitch to the test. Shout it, say she can work a tree. I'ma put the bitch to the test. You a shooter know how to work a stick. I'ma put Put your ass to the test. I got a big homie that can twerk a brick. So nowadays we chase chicks. Getting money, that's no problem. Fucking hoes, that's no problem. Rocking shows ain't no problem. This gangsta shit ain't no problem. These niggas know that I'm a problem. So the niggas don't want a problem. Put the loony goons on your ass, nigga. That's what I call a real problem. Let it sit for a while. That shit be fire, man. man. I saw you like the first time. Shit, yo. So that was uh that was Young Maze featuring uh Speakers. Name of the song Real Problems. Um I fuck with the track. Like uh I think both of them they wrote the beat well. 
Um, that first nigga went in though. Damn, they they both went in, but I, I like that first nigga shit. I think he started the song all right, and the way he finessed that hook, I could damn see that shit going. So yeah, I fuck with it. I um, I think you can tell that. Uh, I think that was Maze. It's like, and I heard some of Maze stuff before, and I like it. You could tell he could rap, but as far as like the subject matter, it didn't really differentiate. You know, um, the song itself, it was like, you know, the, I'll just say this: the the rhythm of that real nigga melody didn't do it for me. You know, so mm. I was really, you know, not to really pick it apart. It just didn't. Didn't grab me, you know. Mm. Uh, but that's just my opinion from my worldview, you know. So it's a no on this one. Nah, it's going to be a no for me on this one. I can dig it. So we went 50-50 on that Young Maze and uh, Speakers. Hey, keep pushing. Y'all probably got something else in the vault, I'm sure, that we both will agree on. So, damn, keep grinding that shit out. Man, um, we gonna get into this. We we gonna talk a lot of real shit this week. We talk a lot of real shit every week. Um, but we gonna talk some real shit. First shit we gonna kick off with, man. Uh, the Brianna Taylor verdict. All right. Um, I'm gonna say this. Um, I hate it. Horrible it happened. But are we really surprised? I mean, did did you did you guys really expect a different outcome? I didn't. You know what I mean? It took too long. Number one, that wasn't a good sign. It was taking too long. Like it's open and shit. Charges should be filed immediately. Um, once it started taking too long, once I saw that the settlement numbers came out, I knew then. They've settled a civil suit before this even went to court or to see if the Diego press charges. They're not going to be any charges because they wouldn't have went ahead and settled it. If it was a possibility, there were going to be charges. Um, I saw it coming. You know, I, I wasn't shocked at all or surprised. What, what about you? Um... The most important thing for me when I speak to this is to give respect to those that are lost. You know, the the, the situation we have, Breonna Taylor and dozens and really hundreds and hundreds of others is extremely tragic. But, and you know, I did say but. Same time, man, you just, we're at the point now, what are you going to do about it? Because marching with sticks, I mean, and getting mad and burning a couple cars that are just sit, sat there to be crash dummy cars so you could burn them. Just the same dummy cars that be on the interstate with no cops in them. They just pull them out there and you destroy them like it's a win. What's going to happen next? What it, you know, I'm just immediately, I'm ready to turn the page to see what happens next in this chapter because, of course, that, that we've lost that battle. Uh, but, you know, it's got to be a unified vote front, you know. If, you, if you're going to give the effort of voting... You need to give that effort at every single level so that the people who you want at the top can actually have power and leverage. So it's that's that's where I am. And I agree, like, uh I I once the settlement came out, it was very clear. Um 
and like the other case with the with the shooting, um, when the moment I knew that one was over, and I, I don't I don't all the details. There's so many shootings, but this was the one uh, where they went into that person's house. I think it was a woman who was like you know uh, a woman cop. She oh, when my man was eating his ice cream, yeah, she yeah. came in and busted like, his ass. Yeah. The moment I knew that one was gonna get dismissed is when uh, what was it? The the brother came up and just gave her. I just want to give you a big old hug. Yeah, well, she still got sentence, but she only got like what five years. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, some bullshit. For, for, yeah, for 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 what mm-hmm. the crime was for, for first degree murder. Hell, when the judge blooded. combed her hair, nigga. Yeah, when, when the judge gave her a hug. And the, the the bailiff combed her hair. When I saw that, I was like, "This is a tobacco." Yeah, this is it. This is it a tobacco. And this is it. this is purposely, or I felt like this is purposely orchestrated, or marketed, or released so that now society will just kind of breathe, like, because yeah. a lot of this is just, you know, and you never want to minimize it. But if we want to be real with it, motherfuckers are just fall to the breeze. Of social whims, mm-hmm. and when it comes to if, if socially we're mad, we're all mad, then that's what the fuck I'm gonna do. I might not even have a refined reason why. If socially we're all saying this, you know, like motherfuckers blow on the wind. They don't have no principles that they just stand on or concepts. That we'll discuss that later. But it, people are just going on societal whims. When you see certain moments, you know that okay, this is enough now that this will be marketed to society. And now they'll just go like, ah. Yeah. You know, so uh, mm. that's why I feel. You know, somebody sitting there saying, you know, well, you know, at least they got twelve million because we can't get Brianna back. Somebody's looking at it that way too, mm-hmm. and you know, they, they they knew that with that decision, and they knew that with purposely releasing information around the settlement, they did that to to, to calm those societal whims that win. Because imagine if we didn't hear she got shit. And he got this. Yep. There would be a whole lot more of what you see the initial angry reaction is, which is fucking shit up mm-hmm. and marching. So, I mean, it was it was for a reason. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I saw this, these things coming. Yeah, I hate it. Um, to Rain's point, not to minimize anything to the family, anybody who was impacted, but if we expected anything different, we had too high expectations. And when you have high expectations... You're easily let down majority of the time. But and and let's just be real. What have we accomplished at this point as a black people besides rioting, fucking some shit up, marching, having some motherfuckers go live saying, "Oh, this motherfucker racist," and now they they you know they they're officially labeled as racist. What have we changed besides getting? Black Lives Matter spray painted or painted beautifully across a few different places in the world. What has changed besides the conversation? The the divide has gotten even worse, bro, because have you noticed now they're trying to say, like, Black Lives Matter is a terrorist group? Nope. Like, that's the narrative they're pushing on Black Lives Matter. A motherfucker called in the Dabo Sweeney's radio show and identified himself as a police officer from the upstate. And ask Dabo why he allowed his players to support a communist group like Black Lives Matter. Because he was talking about when them cops got killed in L.A. Like they were, Black Lives Matter was posting shit saying, we hope they die. And blocking the entrance to the, you know what I'm saying, to the hospital where the ambulance was trying to take them. And he was like, if that's not communism and terrorism, 
why are you supporting it? And, and Dabo, I mean, he answered it as best he could. You know what I'm saying? He was just like, hey, everyone, I'm a Christian, devout. People know that about me. I can't make other Christians, make other people believe in Christianity. Everybody's going to have their own beliefs. He was like, I've had players who went on to be police officers. Do I agree with everything that goes on? No. Just like everything, you got bad people in everything. So he was saying, like, yeah, there are bad cops, and if somebody posted that, then that was bad too. It's just a bunch of bullshit. I think it's and, created a worse divide. And and strategically, there's going to have to be, I think, because of that. Because what happens is some people are looking at the entire movement like a gang, yeah. you know, or or like even in a college level, you know, um, in a fraternity. The first thing that was explained to me, you know, becoming a member of a black Greek organization is, you know who you are. But understand, if this nigga over here, he pointed one of my frat brother, if he goes and punches a woman in the face, it's going to be all y'all niggas punch bitches in the face. They're going to look at what you do as an individual negatively and reflect on the whole group. So everybody understands this that's a part of a black Greek organization, at least at that level. Like, you don't want your organization to be like, oh, these niggas are known for raping bitches. It's happened. These niggas are known for being gay. It's, you know, just whatever someone could do as a negative stereotype, not, you know, not saying being homosexual is a negative thing, but it was used in a derogatory manner when you speak about these organizations. When, you, when one person does something, same as a gang, if one person does something, they don't say that one person. They say, the gang did it. They put that association in a mass level. So if you're trying to politically, strategically make a statement, in order to reach people, people lose context that logic doesn't always supersede in communication. Mm. You're not going to necessarily get someone who can lean. Because what they're doing when they say you're communist is they're leaning on other ideals and principles to ignore the larger issue, whether they choose to do that subconsciously or just because they don't give a fuck about the issue overtly. One of the two, that's what they're doing when they say, oh, you're communist or, or oh, you're anti this group or oh, you're disrespecting this group or you're demeaning the lives of this group. You know, before all of this, sh- this shit happened, this whole culture, black pink, orange, green, yellow. You got to remember, this is the most hypersensitive time we've ever been in in life. Motherfuckers are sensitive (laughs) as fuck. The comedians of the 90s, we talk about the comedians, the best comedians of the 90s, they would get sued, slandered, back blackballed for the same (laughs) comedy they did back then. We talked about it. I fucking loved Handyman. Handyman was an amazing, amazing skit on In Living Color, not to rant about it. But if you had a motherfucker now walking around doing this shit, you know yeah. what I'm saying, with their hands and never underestimate the power. Think about Richard Pryor right. and fucking, uh, damn, who was that? Richard Pryor and, and, and Eddie Murphy that time when they said uh, Bill Cosby told Sinbad he was, that he needed to make sure he stayed with clean comedy. It was like Richard Pryor should do it or something. And Richard Pryor was like, hey, Tell Bill Cosby to suck my dick. You know what I'm saying? Like, them niggas ain't give a fuck back then, nigga. It was completely Can't different. Can't do that shit now, The though. only person now who, I, I, the, the only top-tier comedian who has to brunt and be like, I don't give a fuck about what you say is Dave Chappelle. 
Oh, yeah. He gets the most shit for everything. And then he'll yeah. do comedy about it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that shit. But what, how you feel about, uh, you saw that shit that Spartanburg passed the law basically where it apologized to all black people? And they, they stood up as a board, and it was voted on. So, Spartanburg said that they that they acknowledge white privilege and systematic racism. Good. And apologized for some laws that they had on the docket that have since been removed that racially, of course, discriminated against black people as recent as the 50s and 60s. What law specifically did they say? They didn't say, uh-huh. um, but it said it impeded some African Americans from getting jobs, um, seeking like businesses, things like that. Those laws discriminated against them, so they acknowledged it. They apologized, and now they're ready to move on in equality. Uh, what are your initial thoughts when you hear this? How do you feel? I. You know, I hear this is a symbol. This is uh, an effort to be a symbol of something to reflect. And like I, I think of it like rebranding. Uh, okay. I think of it like the same way we talk about what the pastor need to do to get his pimp hand back strong uh, when he talk <laughs> his pimp shit to his church subjects. And, you know, the same way when... When niggas do whatever, you know, dumbass shit that gets them put in a bad light. We're going to talk about Tory Lanez uh, shortly as well. Like, every time you do this, the people who are successful and transcendiary, they overcome that, you know. Uh, and a lot of it, you know, and we'll talk about that later. I'm not even going to go there. But a lot of it is to do with how great you are at what you do. You think it's sincere? Which, if you were a resident I, I, of Spartanburg, how would you feel right now? I think... The only way you could take it is, okay, you acknowledged it. That's great. If there are tangible laws that they can, if they can show tangible laws, whether it's sincere or not, it's fucking more than a lot have been done. How, how many times have I heard of any laws being repealed? Like, the, I think you're going to look at it as, as cynical as you are. And I'm naturally a cynical person, so I'd be like, oh, that's some bullshit. But if there are tangible direct laws that they are acknowledging have been in place that systematically made it harder for black people and they removed that, I think even at that small scale, that is fucking huge because I can't think of no other. And Spartanburg isn't the most, you know, when you think of... Racist cities. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Not like, yeah it's not like just this huge melting pot of equality. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's the Berg in fucking South Carolina. So for them to do that, and you ain't heard that in no Cali, you ain't heard that in no ATL, you ain't heard that in none of these other places that are, you know have a large minority base. That's you. You can't discredit that. So it's a whole. The cynic in me wants to be like, ah, oh, that's some bullshit. But at the same time, the cynic towards all these other niggas who are always complaining, what the fuck have you done? And what the fuck did you contribute to? You know. So shut the fuck up. Something happened. You know, because. You probably got more excited about that fake cop car that got burnt, but nobody gave a shit about that. Or those motherfucking Louis Vuittons and Gucci sneakers and all that shit and them ugly-ass Balenciagas y'all niggas stole. Uh, but that didn't make any difference. It just made you look dumb. Man, listen. I made say, us all look dumb. Yo, when, when I heard the shit, man, I'm like, well, it, it's a start. Right. Like, I'm not from there, so I don't even know how sincere it is. I feel like it's a start. 
The other part, just me always thinking about some shit, is also great PR. Because think of, right now it's the people versus like Chuck Wright, all that other bullshit they got going on. Right. When Chuck wouldn't apologize, now the whole fucking town comes out and says, black folks, we're sorry. We fucked this up. Now, the other part that I thought about is they didn't tell us what laws were specifically racist against black people. Or, I, I would love to know that. But they're not because now what if in reparation form it's like, okay, well, you stop me from getting this business. You potentially stop me from this earning potential. You have acknowledged this publicly. I'm going to file a lawsuit. And then the, the dominoes could tumble in other cities who actually incorporated, Hell which yeah. probably a lot of these cities. But yep. you got to, you know, you got to, I want to know. They ain't going to explain that shit. Hey, they got to give it to me. I got to hey. know it. Victoria Rose Mega, what's up? Pretty Bonita, what's up? Hey, what up, Chilling with Juice Pod. BHP was handing my if, people. If they give it to us, it's going to be some bullshit about some late night law that didn't apply. It, it'll be some bullshit. It won't be nothing like monetary. I mean, uh, they still have that law where you, if you're in front of a courthouse, I think you can whoop the shit out of your wife if it's some um, <laughs> like it's less than like what a, the the rod is like less than a half inch thick. Yeah, it's a bullshit. Yeah, you can you know if you can ever just sneakily get your wife in front of the courthouse, technically by yeah. South Carolina law, you're legally within your right. So the police can't technically do anything. Uh, yeah. Unless y'all, once y'all walk outside of that, you're probably gonna have to go your separate ways. Cause you know, if there's any other struggle after that, and you, you know, beat them, somebody in front of them, they gonna get your ass. But the the other part is this neither too. Here nor there. Chuck commented on this last week with Chuck had his interview. Chuck said, Chuck Wright said, and I'm tired of all these so-called activists saying this and that about me. And he said, especially the ones from Greenville. Now Chuck then called us out. In the bird. So what I need to see from the activists around here, y'all need to get the city council to apologize to us. Like, they that did at Sparbird. Y'all really with that shit? We need an apology next 24 to 48. Y'all need to get on that right now. Um, the black activists, I'm, 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 I'm getting a text message from them saying, nigga, why don't you make that call for us? Won't you fucking do something with your black ass? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How would you like yeah. me to reply? <laughs> but yo, man, one more piece of some damn. I don't even want to say some 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 sad shit, but it is some sad shit on both ends. I want to give a shout out, man, to a distant relative, Miss Carolyn Sims, from Newberry, South Carolina, my hometown. Um, Miss Sims was killed uh, Saturday night, seventy-one years old. She was wow. caught caught in the crossfire of uh, a drive-by shooting, man. Like, and <clears throat> I want to say this because I admit a lot of bullshit. Sometimes I've been in, I've been a part of the problem. But when you have to start realizing and seeing that the people around you mean you no good, you got to really look at it from that aspect. And I, I'm I'm planning to get with Rain. I done talked to a couple of my homeboys from back from the hometown. Like, what can we do? How can we step up more? And it ain't just limited to Newberry. It's anywhere. But if we're in these small towns and we are promoting our youth to crash out, you know what I mean? Like, I put a story up on Facebook about well, I was with one of my little homies, and he was about to crash out, shoot into a crowd of people because he had a problem with a nigga. And I told him, the people around that nigga you got a problem with, they deserve to go home. Like, leave that shit alone, bro. You know what I'm saying? 
But we don't have people having them kind of conversations with the youth. And it's a certain kind of way you got to talk to the youth. You can't tell the youth you got to do this because them niggas don't want to hear that shit. Especially if you ain't, they don't think you're qualified to talk to them about it or you ain't got no money. Young niggas respect money. Where your money at? And they respect reputation. If you ain't got money or reputation, when I was coming up, nigga, if I ain't, you ain't had no money or no reputation, then get the fuck out of here, nigga. Same shit. It ain't different. The formula the same. You got to just know how to talk to them. But we can't continue to, like, just sit by and, and watch, take a blind eye, man. Like, that shit ain't cool, bro. That lady lost her life. And the other shit that pissed me off that shows me the world we live in, they posted that shit online. Motherfuckers putting in the comments asking, why is a 71-year-old lady outside at 11.30 at night? Like, because she can fucking do it. Yeah, she's walking. Is why. She, her and her husband were coming back from the grocery store. He had took packages in. She getting packages out of the car, and niggas come by shooting at each other and kill this lady. And guess what? 16, 17, 19. And a 29-year-old nigga. So the 29-year-old nigga, man, you got to be the one, bro. Like, nah, we not finna do that. You got to be the one. If you got a problem with a nigga, your problem got to be with that nigga. You can't be doing that crash out shit. That straight crash out, crash dummy shit. And 71 years old, she lose her life. You know, so, man... Hey, anybody who listened to this episode, you want to be a part of this shit, man, because real shit, I'm, I'm starting up something. I ain't put it all together, but I'm tired of just sitting by and just watching and, and, and knowing, like, we, we got to do more, bro. Like, we really got to be a better example to how we talk to the youth. That's what it is, man. That gang culture, whatever you claim, it is what it is. But you got to understand, even with that, there's not, I understand gang culture. But there are OGs who in that, that's not holding people accountable for at least around the OGs and sets I was around. Like, there's even a level of accountability that you got to go through for that. So, man, we, we just want to help the youth, man. That We got to do that shit, because that's, that's sad, yo. Like, it's sad we kill each other, but... When that hit that close to home, one of the sweetest old ladies you want to know lose her life at her house, man, that she done lived in for years. We got to do better, man. We got to. That's all I can say. So condolences to the family, but go really put something together. I know Rain will be down, Merv, and then we'll see where we could take it from there. Uh, right. Condolences. Yeah, man. So, um, on to a hot topic, uh, and oh, before we get into that, I do have a review. Um, so, Rain, he did his black business. Shout out to Troy Williams, my bad bro, forgot the name of the business. Mm. Uh, he hooked me up with a sweatshirt, um, it's promoted, Billion Dollar Trap is what he, he's going by, um. His motto, outwork everybody. Uh, I got a dope hoodie from him, so let me describe a couple things. We, when I do the review, I'm going to talk about presentation, pricing, and then overall customer service. Presentation, A+. 
Came in great packaging. I haven't even opened it up yet. It looked just like the picture. I did see the stitching um, through the packaging. The stitching looks legit. Great, great material. A-plus on um, packaging. Um, pricing, I think the pricing was good. $40 for a hoodie. Good material. Good design. Um, like I said, top-notch packaging. Cool. Customer service. Customer service. Me dealing with him was good one-on-one, but the meetup had opportunity. But here's the thing. The opportunity on the meetup is neither one of us are local. So that that's going to throw it off. I had to drive probably about 30, 30 minutes or so to meet him. You know what I mean? And it was a little bit of wait, but he was even professional with that. You know, he apologized. He kept telling me, updating me as far as what was going on. So I definitely would shop with him again. It's Troy Williams on Facebook. Um, he also goes by I Am Legend Beats. He does production. So, yeah, fuck with him. Uh, I fuck with his product. Shop with him. Um, all right. So this is Rain's cup of tea here because he's done the research on it. I haven't. Uh-huh. Um, it's been a lot of talk on this Tory Lane shit. Um, I'm going to sit back and let my good brethren go because he researched and he's... He's educated on it. Take it away. Well, uh, by educated, you mean I listened to the album um, 80% of the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, here's, here's, what, here's what I'm going to preface, and this is what I was alluding to a little bit earlier in the podcast, right? Um, motherfuckers are just, they're just waving the wind, waving the wind in terms of what they stand on and what they don't. Mm-hmm. Because if you really, and I mean, let's, let's just, just talk of generalities outside of bigger than Megan and Tori right now, right? For one second. Mm-hmm. You think about the things that have happened to black women, or you think about the things that have been done based on a culture that is firmly against these things. Our culture is firmly, let's start here, against snitching. There are rappers who we have known to snitch way before Takashi that have made hits that have been platinum and are still loved. Uh, when it comes to, you know, we, we know rappers who you know, had past careers that didn't help their brand, like being a correctional officer. We've had them decimated. We've had, if you slap, niggas have slapped women. Niggas have peed on women for decades and made hits and it was overlooked. Right. A whole lot of fuck-ass shit has happened. And the the superseding event is if you're making quality music, no matter whatever puts you into that situation where you're in a pressure pocket, where your back is against the wall, if you make that good music, that shit is forgiven. And the thing is, do I know what happened there? Hell no. Am I going to speculate on what did happen there? Not a bit. But what is clear is this nigga has been put in a pocket where now he's made music that other people are now raving about. Like, he's made a project that people are considering, like, quality. And if, whether he did or didn't, is, so what do you, are you saying that, okay, shooting somebody in the foot, that we, that's, that's, not a, that's not acceptable, but slapping somebody is, or, you know, somebody getting killed is, on a crash out mission or otherwise we trying to hit someone and someone else gets, you know, shot. What what is socially acceptable and what is not? So from that perspective alone, I feel like 
motherfuckers are, are, are very, very hypocritical in general before I even get in to Tory Lane's project. Now, let me ask you this before you get into the project. I, I'm, I'm just asking the question. Hard Records, even, Frank Styles. Yeah, what up, y'all? I hadn't even gave you my opinion yet, but... A lot of people are invested in this based on personal relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's they seen her, like they were a part of her upbringing, or they seen her coming up as an artist, whatever it was. So they're looking at it differently. From your perspective, let's say this is your sister or someone you have seen come up. So you're very close to this person. Would you be able to forgive him if he shot this person? Uh, there's levels of forgiveness based on where you are with your maturity or your spirituality. Mm-hmm. So, um, first of all, I don't have a sister. If I did, um, the same with you as I consider you my brother. If someone is against you or does something negatively towards you, then I'm automatically going to ride with you, right or wrong. Uh, but at the same time, they had some type of a friendship, some type of a communication. I don't know what it was defined as. I'm not about to speculate that. Mm-hmm. But I do also feel like the same way that people do with situations where there's other types of, you know, uh, situations where uh, a, a situation escalated, whether it was a female or the male, and people choose to, you know, hey, let's put this behind us and move forward. The more people you get involved in that situation, the more... St- the more staunchly they're going to be entrenched in all this. They're going to remember what this person was or did as opposed to the context of the situation or as the fact that people change as time goes on for the better or the worse. You know, so I would would make sure I had one thing clear to my my sister. Like, uh, if I feel like your life is at threat going forward, I'm going to communicate that with you. Assuming I don't feel like this is the, the case, like... Which would be difficult, you know. But if I feel like this is not a case where your your life threatened, then I'm gonna let you make a decision. But just know that if anything else happens in this gray area, this is where I am, and this is what I'm gonna have to communicate to him as well. Um, and I pray it never has to come to that again. So, and again, that's that's a whole lot of ifs. It can mm-hmm. easily just go to the right. And I'm just like, nah, fuck that nigga. You shot my sister. Mm-hmm. But you know. And the album, and again, like I said, I wasn't there. One of the things that he alludes to is you said you got shot from the back. So how do you even know who shot you in the first place? And, you know, he alluded to how, you know, drunk she was that night. And he talked about the situation and how she was ready to, you know, spaz out because he was in a pool with Kylie Jenner. And, you know, she she brought him there and... He was like, oh, he heard he was still in the pool when you were wilding out. And he even like had like an excerpt clip of just, you know, somebody like, nah, fuck that. You got me fucked up here and all of this and, you know, alluding to that. And, of course, he would have left with her because he came with her. And uh, the, some of the things that are really stand out, though, is like the way people clapped at him, the way he clapped at so many motherfuckers, like <laughs> some rappers. He hold out like, you don't have a song on billboards. I've never met you. I've never <laughs> talked to you. You know what I'm saying? He was like, you know, some of y'all niggas are supposed to be super real and OGs. You got my fucking number. You could have called me and at least said, did you do it? 
You could at least <laughs> say something, nigga. And that's how you rocking. And now some of you niggas is OGs, but now y'all telling OGs that, oh, they should snitch on me and I should go to jail. Or you think that I'm going to go fucking talk about an open pending case right now and I'm going to do that on the song. You just out your fucking mind. Like, and then he was like, and you J.R. Smith, you know what I'm saying, as far as shit. <laughs> like, he went in on, he just hung, he just took, he just went at niggas after niggas. Like, I was like, oh shit, J.R. Smith, he was like, talking about shooting. You the last one should be talking about shooting. You ain't shooting shit and you're the bitch. You know what I'm saying? And like, the only thing you'll do to a bitch is buy her 80 inch TV. You know what I'm saying? Like, the nigga just went, like, boom, 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 boom. And I like, call you. got niggas who can create and rap. Then you better watch what the fuck you saying. Like, <laughs> like, and this is the thing, like, he his his back was against the wall. Every decision that he's at a point now, any decision he made, whether he would have not done, if he would have done an album and he didn't speak on the situation at all. If he does an album, if he continues to remain, remain silent, he's gonna get heavily, heavily scrutinized. Yeah. He's getting scrutinized for the decision to make an album. We talked about that, how people feel about that. But the consensus is he's made a good project. It really wasn't one of my favorites in the sense that, you know, he's really just, he's really rapping, he's really speaking on it, but it's not as much of the auto-tune, more of the effects and in, in, in that. It's really just more just raw, <laughs> him and his voice just going in on niggas. But Damn. he, like, from a musical perspective, I mean, he, he even talked about songs where he, he you know, hey, frame-up game. You know, he, he made it seem like, you know, it's been a couple months. He thought that she and him and Meg would have spoke by now, and we were supposed to be dogs together. And you know, you said that you know, both of our mothers would want us to be better than this. You know, and like he alluded to a lot of different things. So at the end of the day, whether anything he said was true or whether he said was not, this goes back to another example: is if you are tactful, like 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 is just said, if you are an artist, remember when people was dissing Drake about, oh, he got a kid that he don't even he don't even know about. Nobody he's scared. And then a nigga just did like he did like what, four bars? Like I wasn't trying to hide, you know, yeah, uh, my I'm baby. I'm trying to hide my kid from the world. I'm not trying to hide my world from the kid. You know, with yeah. some shit like that. And everybody was like, oh okay. That that explains it all. Yeah. That that four bars just summed it up. Hey. If you're that talented you could do that. Um so all he's got to do is just continue to make music, regardless of his guilt uh, or not. I feel like <laughs> what you motherfuckers need to do is if if you specifically gave somebody who slapped somebody a pass or pissed on them, what you saying? Getting you laughed in the movie when when a motherfucker got shot in the pinky toe. You laughed in Harlem Nights. They you know and they got over that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody had to be like some super grown up ass motherfuckers in that situation in Harlem Nights. But you know. Shit, everybody got over it, you know. So, and I'm not again. I'm not minimizing, but I'm just saying. What my point is is, if you don't have the same stance, whether it's somebody being slapped, or somebody getting killed, or somebody getting any type of negative, some type of form of assault, if you if you not saying, if you're not advocating snitching on this motherfucker, advocating all of this shit, in any of those other situations, I think you you come off as real real wishy-washy when you just pick this one situation with a dude who's like a buck 20 soaked and wet from Canada who just makes a lot of good music and he, like you even say he's like he's cocky but when you think about it so many people who don't really know us or even some who know us at certain levels they think we're extremely cocky they do yeah think we're extremely extremely cocky and they'll point to different posts or specific things we said that would that would exemplify that mm-hmm. so oh, that's all I'm saying like hey 
You, uh, you ain't get mad when everybody else did it. Yeah, I ain't listened to the project uh, because I wasn't really a Tory Lanez fan before. So I'm sure at some point I hear it, I, but I'm not rushing. Oh, Tory Lanez, let me go see. Because I really don't give a fuck what went on with him and Meg. I will say this last part, though. From what I've been hearing people say, he talked about how she was always uh, kind of aggressive with him. I remember my uncle telling my cousin, who's a female, he was standing in front of the door one time. She was like 17. And she like pushed him like, Dad, move. And she was just playing. They played like that. He was like, you see, I ain't going nowhere, right, girls? And she was like... Whatever, he said, nah, let that be a lesson. Never put your hands on a man. Because you're not built to where you're supposed to be able to beat a man. But if you do, he said, now, understand there's consequences with that. And he picked her up and moved her out of the way. Showed her, like, listen, don't do that shit. And if you do it, expect something to come back. So women, you know, and that's what I tell my daughter. Don't put your hands on no man. You know what I'm saying? Because now if you put your hands on him and he put his hands on you, now I'm going to have to deal with him. But this is all your fault because <laughs> you shouldn't have put your hands on no man. I'm going to make sure she understand that. Daddy go take care of it, but it's your fault. Now, if I get in some bullshit, then you got to be like, nah, I done got my dad fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So you want all now, that weight with, on let you. Let me ask you this, not to cut you off. What level do you handle that differently based on the level of their relationship? Like boyfriend, girlfriend, talking, dating, engaged, marriage. At what level do you now have to handle? Knowing that, you know, she threw the first blow and you still got to intervene as a father. But now there, let's just say this is the, this is marriage. If it's a marriage, I'm I'm going to look at it a little bit differently. Let me tell you why I'm going to look at it a little bit differently. Because from a man's perspective, I got to make sure my baby's safe in that house at night. You know what I mean? She's going to live with this man every night mm-hmm. after whatever. So I, if I come over there and go crazy, you know. That ain't helping. That's not helping. So he might be scared to take out on me what he want to take out on me. But he see my daughter there, so he like, oh, okay. I, I can't fuck with him. I'm fuck with her. Now, boyfriend situation. When nigga, you got your own space, she got her space, you just coming in here thinking you... Hell no. The the first instance where you even raising your hand, nigga, okay, you like to raise, raise and throw hands. Pops like to raise and throw hands. Let's meet and raise and throw hands. That's what we got to do now because, no, and, mm-mm, and, and I get on her ass too. You're not going back to that. There's no reason. You... you you're not, there's no commitment to him. You, you better than that. You ain't going back to that shit. So. How would you feel if she opted to be like, you know what? I started this. I instigated it. He handled it wrong. I want to be with him. I'm going to be with him. If she started it and instigated it, um, I might look at it a little differently. Like I said, I've told that she understands that. You don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, now, if he's just beating you, and you ain't saying shit. He just controlling and an asshole? Nah, nigga. But now she was like, oh, well, he was trying to leave, and I kept hitting him, and then finally he just hit me back and knocked my ass out. Like, listen, then I'm going to have a conversation. So let me go back. That, that was the caveat you gave. I'm, I'm just going to have a conversation with both of them. Like, y'all have no commitment to each other. This is not a good situation um, where y'all putting hands on each other. Go your separate ways. 
Um, and if they're like, no, it, it happened, and she, you know, dad, like, I did this, did that. Um, if you choose to stay here, I'm going to let him know this can never happen again. I don't care if she do put hands on you. You called me. This can't happen. You can't put hands on my daughter no more. As a man, he, he has to understand that. You know what I'm saying? So, nah. But the best piece of advice my mom gave me, just keep your hands off each other. That's it. You don't hit her, she don't hit you, then ain't nobody hitting each other. Don't put your hands on each other. Yeah. Put your hands on each other. Yeah, put your hands. Don't put, yeah. <laughs> put that shit on a T-shirt. But, uh, so do you think, uh, ah, so you, you kind of I think Tori will be fine. Listen, here's my perspective on He's this. made a good project, so he'll be good. Just keep on pushing out the good ones. You ain't pissed on nobody, and you ain't. And there are repeat offenders who been slapping bitches like that. Repeat offenders like that have went platinum. Like, you you done allegedly yeah. slapped four, five bitches, yeah. peed on four, five bitches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ain't no, I mean, so. And Tori said on album, we've never even gotten an argument prior to this, you know. Yeah. So my take on it is this. The only problem I seen when it came out, I immediately said, I ain't like how it felt like to me he was capitalizing off of it. I ain't like that. But then, what I really had a problem with, and I am a huge Rick Ross fan. Rick Ross, that was some bullshit sucker shit that you did. This nigga went live basically with this little smart car talking about he bought Tori a car. Like a clown car, basically is what he's saying because this nigga's a clown and... Ross was saying, like, Tory was capitalizing on him shooting a female. Meanwhile, Ross has two big Bel Air bottles on both sides of his microphone, <laughs> which he endorses. He also has uh, something else he was shouting out he was endorsing. So how the fuck are you going to come on here and tell this man you shouldn't drop this to capitalize, but you go live where you know hundreds of thousands of people going to be tuning in to address this bad, but you got several of your endorsements well, I can, um, in clear lives. I can like, answer that in four words. That's some nigga shit. So what the fuck, niggas? Do you know what the fuck going on, B? Excuse my New York voice and shit. Man, I, saw that shit. I didn't I even said, have to use my London fuck? voice, nigga. You know how the fuck niggas do. What the fuck niggas got going on? Niggas gonna be niggas, man, in every yeah. sense of the word. I couldn't believe that shit, bro. I'm like, yeah. the audacity, Ross. Like, that was some sucker-ass shit, nigga. You like, think he not gonna get up there and market this shit? here, nigga. Man. Talking about how a nigga was marketing some shit. Yeah, that's some player shit. And he knew he did that shit. <laughs> and he laughing, too, like, in the background. I remember T.I., it was just on a much smaller scale, but it was funny. Like, T.I. was talking to them. This is when he was still, you know, doing the PSC thing and talking <laughs> to them and shit. And he was like, yeah, if anybody that's under my label, you know, if they want to get into movies and, you know, all of that, yeah, you're going to have to work. You're going to have to take them lessons. You you can't just want to be like, oh, shit, I want to be an actor. I want to come in the game and act. I got that skill. And the dude actually said, have you? Any of that training? He was like, shit. Denzel, my t- Denzel told me I got it. Let's Denzel tell you that, I, that you got it. You actually got the gift. Then you need to take these lessons. But Denzel told me I used this. You know, some nigga shit. Like, I got it like right, that, nigga. Like, but you, fuck? nigga, you can't do what I do, nigga, because I'm that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit. And that's how Tory came back at him. He said, listen, uh, I got nothing but so he was like respect he was like I'm not gonna diss another black man in this platform, but why do you have all your endorsements out here? And you're telling me I'm trying to profit off 
something that happened to me. Like, but really, that's what ninety. I would say ninety five, ninety nine percent of good music is exploitation. Personal, yeah, personal experiences. That's why you need to know what you're fucking getting into when you <laughs> fuck with a, um, a, a artist. You could end up being like Chili, and now Usher's made one of his best albums yeah. off of fucking over you. You know, or you need to be careful, particularly when you fucking with a comedian. They might, because I mean, comedians, when they start talking about their personal life, a lot of them have even made jokes about it. Like, man, I fucked up so many relationships, so much shit. Because I talk about it, I talked about a pussy like, you know, one time we came, left the club one time and her pussy stank. And I made a joke about her pussy stank. And now she act like I think her pussy stink all the time. And she treat me like I'm that nigga who think don't appreciate her pussy. You know what I'm saying? That shit will fuck shit up. Know what the fuck you're getting into with you when you deal with these people. You know, they gon they gonna draw from their influences. If you're in a relationship with an artist at some point in time, you may or may not be their muse. Dig it. Just be careful, man. Yo, let it's me your ask fault. you let me ask you this on the spot funny shit. So <clears throat> you walk into the barber shop, niggas sitting there waiting on the chair. You just happen to glance down, nigga on FaceTime with your bitch. <laughs> I don't think we've discussed this before. No, this was the one we talked about. Uh, a nigga opened his phone and got a text message oh. at the bar. So this nigga on FaceTime with your girl. You walk in the barbershop. <laughs> you ain't even trying to look at his phone or that. You just glanced down like, oh, shit, I recognize that background. And that's for sure my woman. You know what I mean? The How first, you handling The first thing I'm going to do is probably listen. You can't. He got his AirPods on. He oh, can't he got, hear that shit. Oh, he got his AirPods on. Um, I I really feel like I don't want to, because now I'm going to make a scene about him and be like, hey, you, how you face out of my bitch? Because okay. I'm going to have to now get him to lose his focus on that conversation. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to try to FaceTime her <laughs> immediately. This is some real shit that happened. I would probably no just message. immediately go ahead and FaceTime her. Okay. And then, uh, I'll, and especially if she don't answer or some shit, be like, okay. Uh, <laughs> then I'll call and I'll make a point to just, you know, nudge him and be like, hey, bro. Like, if she's ignoring me <laughs> to this nigga, I'm going to be like, hey, bro, I ain't a holler at you. Like, I'm going I'm to pull him to the side and be like, as opposed to grab his phone and be like, and make a scene like, hey, bro, why, why is this my bitch? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to make a scene, you know, like as discreet and as cool as possible. I'm going to really ask him, you want to go outside, want to holler in real quick, not in front of everybody in the shop type shit. But I want her to answer my FaceTime and then be like, you know, because when she answered that one, she got to hang up on that one. <laughs> so then I'm going to be like, yo, what's up? What were you just doing? Okay, why the fuck were you just FaceTiming this nigga? You know? And, uh, <laughs> but no, a woman, she gonna have a slick response. That's the motherfucker who cut my yard, or I know I know a bunch of niggas, you know what I'm saying? I've known niggas, you know, I know that nigga since high school, you know, I'm just hitting him up. Yeah. Like, are you FaceTiming this nigga? You know, so, woman will probably still have a great excuse. The question is, is how you feel about her and if you wanna believe it. If you care about her, you want to believe it. You know that bitch ain't shit. You're not going to want to believe it. Or you may just eat it. So this happened to uh, one of my cousin's homeboys. Um, he went to the barbershop. Nigga was FaceTiming this bitch. This nigga hit his bitch up. She didn't answer. He kept hitting up. She didn't answer. 
So this nigga hollers at this nigga, tell that bitch to answer. This nigga looking like, who is this nigga talking to in the barbershop? He was like, cuz, you're on the fucking FaceTime with my bitch. Tell her to answer. So the nigga like, oh shit, you know what I'm saying? So damn, he goes and he hops in. And when she see him, she immediately in the shit, right? The lie this bitch made was so slick, dog. This bitch said the nigga randomly called her on Messenger. Because you know you can just... Motherfuckers randomly call me on Messenger all the time. I never pick up. You know, you can just FaceTime somebody. And she was like, she didn't know who it was. She answered the shit. And damn, he was sitting there trying to make her know who he was. But this nigga tried to make it seem like he been fucking with her for a while. Oh, the nigga told the truth and said he been fucking with her? Yeah. She said no. Like, telling him show receipts, all that shit. Like, and... According to them, he never, he couldn't like show no phone history, no records. And he was like talking about places he meet the bitch at and all. Long story short, the nigga still with her. Believe her. Yeah. She was clearly lying. I don't know. I, it sounds like some bullshit to me. <laughs> like, well, I, yeah. If it's somebody that you just randomly and they trying to convince you that you know them, why are you not answering me for this person that's like you're trying to know Bingo. me? Or why when I get in a in a FaceTime with him, you hang up. That nigga wasn't gonna why would a nigga lie at that moment? It's hard for me to find out. If a nigga's in a com- confronted situation, why is this nigga at this point gonna be like, you know what, it's time for me to lie on my dick now? Hey. Well now that her boyfriend is right here. The real thing to do is gonna be like, nah nigga, you know, this is what it is. Yeah. You know? I don't believe her at all. I believe she was on some sucker shit. Is she brown skin, light skin? She red, yeah, light skin. High yellow heifer. Yeah, but I don't know her like that. But the thing is, with me too. I just want to know if I was going to call her brown ass jigaboo or high yellow heifer. You know, just take it back to some old, old ass insults that, you know. That yeah. shit used to be really, really a big deal for, between light skin and dark. Back in the days when words like jigaboo and shit were like a thing. I can dig it. That shit, yeah, those are fighting words. <laughs> Jigaboo. <laughs> yeah, you got that shit sound like a fighting word. Oh yeah. Well light skin you know, you know, back in the day when Willie Lynch was at perfected in, you know, the the seventies and eighties and nine but motherfuckers really in the eighties, man. That light skin, that brown paper bag shit, you know about the brown paper bag test. Yes. Yes that shit used shit, to be yeah. a real, real, real big deal. Man, some shit that <clears throat> you and I think you said something about it before, nigga. Then the other night, somebody had posted some shit. was like, um, please pray. <laughs> no questions, please. Just pray. Yeah. Like, nigga, to me, that's, that's some of the rudest shit you could say. Like, I want you to help me, but don't ask me what the fuck going on. <laughs> I mean, and I always, and I, I talked to a friend about this. We were talking about it, and um, she was just like, she believes in the power of prayer, but prayers are supposed to be direct. Like, she feels like right. if your prayers are answered, that's because of everyone who prays for you praying for your well-being. It's not just your prayer. So she believes in that, but she was like, how can you give a directionless prayer? You know, yeah. she didn't. She doesn't personally understand that. So, uh, but she was like, you know, as long as you're actually praying for that person, like, you know, that's the most important thing. That was her. That was her take on it. So, yeah. And motherfuckers was being obedient as hell. Praying. Like, praying. Got your sis on it. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, man, get the fuck out of here. I unfollowed her ass, I think, as a result of that. <laughs> these <laughs> are uh, me what the fuck to do. These are societal whims. Like, this is things that, you know, society says, oh, we should do. Like, if you sneeze, you should say, bless you. You know, these are, these are just, you know, more, you know. I prefer Kazuntite. Kazuntite. <laughs> Yeah. Cousin Knight. Man, that shit sound right. You need to say that, say that shit for a week. Every time you hear somebody say it, it's like that. Cousin Knight. See what the fuck they say or how the fuck they look at you. They go, motherfucker, if you were white, they'd be like, this motherfucker racist. He's so against black lives. Yeah, I'm going to do that shit too. Yeah. Cousin Knight. <laughs> Hit him with that shit. Hard as fuck. Uh, they gonna freak out. You know what I'm saying? Try it one time. They gonna go, go ahead and give it a shot. <laughs> I can't do it, man. Hustle tight. <laughs> yeah, make it happen, man. But yeah, we got into you know a lot of good, relevant topics. Uh, way to go uh, with your fantastic insight there, uh, Willie. Uh, as always, man, make sure y'all send us our shit, man. We need our shit. We need our likes. We need our shares. We need our, our roses while we're here. We need you to go ahead and check in on the Facebook page and Instagram page. It's I Say Podcast. I Say P-O-D. Cast, nigga. All one word. It's not that hard. Fuck with it. Uh, email it. I Say oh, Podcast at Gmail. We talk about black businesses, man. Hey, shop with me. Get some merch. Uh, F for effort. That's what this is. You know what I mean? It means whatever you're doing, make it look easy. That's what you got to do. Make it look easy, man. F for effort. New shit. Shop with me. $10. Great, great job. Uh, do you have any other interruptions before? This is like two uh, weeks man, in a row we've been closing and you just... I plug my own shit. Yeah, I'm Can't just, be plug other people's shit, not our own shit. Well, you, you got to plug it prior to the, the wrap-up. That's you know just what I'm, what I'm saying. It's just, it's, but yes, F for effort. It is nice. It was hot. Uh, you know... I'll shop from the moment you stop fucking cutting out my outro. Uh, call us. I say podcast, 864-735-7235. Book DJRain at gmail.com to send your music submissions. No one sent me any topics, so you y'all was going to get a $500 cash out. I ain't sending y'all shit. Send them next time. On behalf of the Gym Complex, it is the real truth. I'm DJ Rain. Uh... Plug it again, man. Make sure you plug it. Let, let them know they can get it. You're going to plug it. Plug effort. it right. Um, hey, just inbox me, man. Working on some shit. Go get a photo shoot done for it. Um, but if you want to wanna contribute, man, you know, shot with me. Get any size. Um, just let me know. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for that, William. We'll see you. Bang. <laughs>